colon. Five, six, seven, seven eight. <gasps> Welcome to another episode with questions and answers, I guess. Questions and answers, a little mini-sode uh, to fill you guys in. We've got a lot of questions, as usual. And I suppose we'll just get through it. Uh, once again, you're listening to the Handstand cast with uh, Emmett Lewis and Mikael Christiansen, supported by Handstand Factory. And we're just going to do a little short episode to answer your questions. And uh, just bear in mind, you know, if you do have some questions, you can always hit us up on social media at Emmett Lewis, at Handstand Factory, at Mikhail Balancing, or you can go to the website, handstandfactory.com, and uh, use the contact form there. Uh, up to you. Send it in. As we say, good questions, we'll read them out. Bad questions, we'll read them out with your name attached. Dun, dun, dun. So you will get your question answered regardless. And that's just a bit of a joke, anyway. Please, no, there is no bad questions. There's some terrible questions, but there's no bad questions. <laughs> so, uh, first question. It's kind of a two-parter, actually. Uh, I can only relate to one part of it. But uh, what is the importance of Mario Rom hacks and their coffee spills? Or, and coffee spills? Um, what's their relationship to handstand skills? I guess they kind of target me there somehow. Um, <laughs> so to explain to you guys who don't know what Mario Rom hacks are, because that's the most important thing. It's basically a bunch of people that have created uh, a custom software that they create Super Mario World games in it, and it is absolutely glorious. It's the easiest way to describe it is uh, Mario fan fiction. Yeah, basically. People make like their ideal life levels for it. It's kind of... It's not super duper, di- or like not all of them are difficult, but... But loads Basically. of them are really good. Yeah, loads like of them are great. Like even just on, if you're used to a normal vanilla game, like Jump, mm. like is a spiritual successor to it in terms of like, okay, they haven't... Yeah, that's really good. So there's a, a category going to we really like called Kaizo, which... Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's super precise platforming and it's basically built up so that it's just ridiculously hard and you need like an enormous amount of practice to kind of get through these levels. And yeah, how does it relate to handstand? Well, it requires even more patience. So I dare one of you motherfuckers to try to play through those games. They are absolutely glorious, but yeah. it's hard as balls and it's just a great challenge. Yeah. And more, I would say like, even more frustrating than handstands almost yeah i think it's like i think it's a good contrast because like let's face it handstand training is frustrating a lot of the time and it just requires stupid amount of repetition and failure it's like most of your handstands like you fall out of a handstand more than you will ever hold a handstand let's be honest here whereas with rom hacks it's basically very directly you i don't know what i really like about them is like i used to think i was good at video games i'm pretty good at video games i'm pretty good at a guitar hero stuff like this but the rom hacks they punish you for every miss input of a button. Absolutely and you might be putting nuked. buttons like for six frames, three frames, that kind of thing. And it's just like, if you die, it's because you fucked up. There's no debate about it. It's no. not like, oh, I mistimed. It's like you literally just fucked up and that's where you die. And you repeat and you repeat and you repeat and you repeat and it is glorious. And then you go like, I don't know. Ah, I'm, I'm three I'm, jumps forward yeah I'm basically level. like still playing like the easier ones and like they are soul crushing they just basically put you straight in your place where you belong and yeah. that is in the garbage can. I suppose we should link a bit of a shout out to Super Mario World Central yeah Super Mario World Central that, that's, where, that's where you get the ROM hacks you can kind of like download the the files that where you essentially um, you take the ROM files which then are kind of the actual game and you modify them with the files that you find on there and then like that basically turns it into uh, whatever then hack version of the game that you're trying to play and it is great yeah. so check that out check them out it's definitely a 
and I guess coffee spills. Uh, that's just because I suck. It's just, it is what it is. I'm really fucking clumsy. Uh, I had a lot of people ask me, like, oh, don't, are you faking your coffee spills? Who the fuck fakes coffee spills to in- impress people on the internet? Or th- that's the thing, even. You're not even impressing. You're just making a fucking fool out of yourself. Yes, yeah. lol, I spill coffee. It's the thing that happens. And I'm just a clumsy motherfucker. Like, ask my friends and you will know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny watching Mikhail, actually, because if we, if you look at Mikhail, he's, Physically quite a machine on his hands and you know, I've known him quite a long time and I'm still always quite impressed at some of the stuff he can get up to, just not even the hand balance, just the other stuff. Just other stuff is like, oh I'll just go do one arm back levers for a bit of fun. And then he does his origami, which is incredibly intensely fiddly and very precise, very good if you've ever seen his models. So he's like he's put all it's like kinda of like a character builder, put all his stats and physical attribute and precision but left none of that for that kind of like activities of daily coffee drinking. <laughs> start yeah, like, but it's the thing. Like I just, like, I just, I just have a tendency to, I get distracted by things. So I'll, I'll like have, I'll be doing something. And like there was this one, I was working on on this show, and I was sitting and doing some computer work, and I put my coffee cup on a pillow, and I look at it it's like this is not gonna go well. It's like the pillow is very wobbly. So I just take the coffee and I put it on the ground just in front of my feet. I write a few sentences. I move my foot and I just kick it straight down. Like, yeah. but this is just constant. It's just consistently happens. But this it's is kind a, of like uncanny almost. But it's not even like you know the perception thing is like out of sight and you kind of kick it over. It's a the French press is like your arch nemesis. Or like, aero press is actually worse. Aero press, Fuck yeah. That thing. It's like it's not even like you have time to get distracted there. You just explode them. Yeah, so. but I I don't know. I've had I've had my share of. Of mistakes. I have the um, rule when Mackenzie in my house, he's not allowed to operate the French press. She's really great because Emma just makes coffee for me all the time. Excellent. And you nearly wrecked all the audio equipment this morning with your coffee spill. No, but I didn't spill any. I just, you yeah, you were me, but I, like, I basically moved it through a kind of questionable part of like close to the microphone. But since I'm extremely skilled at like hand eye coordination, I just mastered it instantly. Yeah. So, what's the relation <laughs> to hand sound skills? It's like if you want to get good at hand sounds, don't put any stats into uh, putting coffee in face. No, exactly. And like you, you, you'll see it that like the the worse you get at hand eye coordination, like that that is kind of like the sign of you ascending the ladder of handstands with glory. Yeah. Uh, so well, the next question. <laughs> read this so one? yeah, next. Uh, will there be further materials on handstand relate on like will there be further materials on handstand released after the push and press series? And we can say yes, yes, there will. I'm not sure we want to give the top secret topics because we'll have someone ripping off our names and trying to release one week before us. <laughs> so uh, there will be more courses. We have, a, I think, seven more courses planned. So yeah, a, lot, that. a lot of stuff covering sort of all levels of hand balance and much more depth and a range of kind of everything. We're also open to suggestions. If you think we're missing something, you'd really like yeah. a course on that. Let us know and we'll have enough people we can make a course on it we haven't come up with ourselves yeah yeah next are you recording a film uh maester meister michael style or meister michael ninja style with delayed sound effects i am sad to tell you no uh because that's the thing all all of like the garbage movies that i watch uh or because there there are loads do it though yeah but the problem is it's just like Sharknado and all these like modern bad movies they're like lol look at us roll eyes irony irony how funny is it we did something bad we could just set Uh out to make a good movie like Fatal Deviation and just end up something terrible instead 
Yeah, but like we like you, th- the thing is, you need to be you need to be devoid of of self reflection when you make this. You need to like thoroughly believe that you're going to make something glorious. So, by the way, yeah, Fatal Devi- Deviation is actually a Irish version, like Irish uh, movie. Um, it's an Irish martial arts movie that was filmed in the nineties. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah, and it was, uh, full movies there. Filmed basically on a old school VHS camera with the person who doing it just sneaking the shots in on various locations they weren't allowed the shot of film centers were kicked out yeah they, like that, that that scene in in the shopping center they yeah. had to like re-enter several times yeah to they finish, got kicked out over a couple of weeks <laughs> to do that and, uh what else yeah the castle scene they broke into the castle at night and oh they did that too yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah it's if you want yeah to. but like I, I would say if you want to watch garbage movies watch fatal deviation watch ninja terminator that's kind of it's pretty rough, but it's like it's it's doable for most mortals. Um, Birdemic, shock and terror, and then like if you're able to deal reasonably well with that, like you can dig more into Godfrey Ho's Mad World. That is rough. Uh, it's it's not fun anymore, but you can try. So <laughs> like, Nin- Ninja, Ninja Terminator is a good gets a good start there, but um, yeah, things get increasingly hard the deeper you go. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, next one. Do you think it's possible to build middle splits mobility and do leg workout in the same day? Do I give a long answer or short answer? Short answer, yes. Long answer. It's basically you have to look at your training volume on your leg day and you might have to accept that you have to reduce the the number of accessory exercises in your program to count for the middle splits. This is depends on how you're training your middle splits as well. If you're training in a pure passive manner, then you don't really need to do anything. If you're training it the way I generally advise working on the strength elements of either the hip flexion strength, lifting the legs into it, the glute strength, or the transverse plane abduction, or training isometrics in the kind of middle split position. These are strength moves at the end of the day. These are strength, they're heavy. You're working time on the tension zones that are equivalent to strength training. So something has to give. So generally what I would advise people when you're starting out in this is just knock a set of your accessory exercises. So for example, if you're doing a, say a classic leg day, you're doing one bilateral strength movement, either squat or deadlift, something on one leg, either split squat or single leg deadlift, some hip extension, pure hip extension, and something else, some leg curls, just to balance it out. You might do say five sets of three to five on your main movement. So you always want to put like all your stats into the main movement, get that really on. So that's going to give you the biggest training effect. Then if you're planning to do say three to four accessory sets, what you would do would actually reduce them all by one and do two sets of accessories, but then the added volume will be made up. You still have the same total number of sets, but the strength will be covered in the middle split training. Hope that helps. Uh, other than that, it's like you can also just do your mid split training on another day of the week. You know, treat it as second leg day, third leg day. But uh, you do have to see how you react to training as well. It's like if you get a lot of really bad DOMs from all the training, it's better to group it. If you don't get super bad DOMs, then you spread it out over the week. Uh, there's no hard and fast way. I don't think for some people the middle split training will be more effective after the leg training. For other people like myself, I do my leg training. There's no point in me doing any sort of stretching training or not anymore at the moment, but uh, there's no point doing it then because I just don't get the same training response I want. So I have it on a separate day. So, you know, play with all these things and find what works for you. Is that idea of like become an expert in yourself? Mm-hmm. Cool. 
so next one. Uh, what do you need to strengthen and work on to improve uh, lift from a crow stand to a handstand? Um, handstand push-up. Uh, yeah. Mostly. Uh, so there are a couple of ways to do it. You have one way where you kind of you <laughs> don't want me to smack in my microphone so you you go into a crow stand and then you kind of you straighten your arms um while your knees are resting on your arms and then you kind of go up that turns more into a press to handstand type of strength since you're you're still connected with the knees and the arms as you straighten the arms uh usually i see that happening more when people are doing the the crow stand variation where the knees are rather high up towards the armpit um, I think that one's called a crane stand. Might be. Yeah, I maybe, don't really you know, maybe know someone the in yoga will give us some comments on that. Yeah, but, uh, might be. But like how I look at a crow to handstand is essentially your like your knees are resting like on your elbows, kind of a little bit up above. Your your arms are bent. Then you simply the first thing that happens is that you you keep leaning the weight slightly forwards, and then you take the weight um, fully, kind of in the front of the delts. And then you lift lift um, the knees off of the arms, and from there you basically you do a handstand push up. So, what I usually would advise is to be able to at least to be um, to be able to do a negative handstand push up is just a yeah. good idea to be able to do, and mainly specifically being able to kind of hold yourself uh, in the bottom of a handstand push up, uh, and this should be done on the floor. Um, because you you don't want to be like there's a very significant difference between kind of the shoulder stand thing that people do on parallel bars and a, a handstand push-up position because you really need to have the kind of protract and externally rotated arms as you do it here and if you do it on the floor you will have instant kind of uh what's it called feedback on whether you're doing <laughs> it because if you if you're not keeping that like protracted position you will literally fall through it and just yeah. need to put your feet on the floor but you want to really be able to hold that point in the kind of the bottom of a handstand push-up. Yeah, I think there's a, a category of people who will also be approaching this where they haven't actually trained a lot of overhead strength, generally from yoga. That's not saying things bad there. But what you would see and what I would advise this thing, because people, it's kind of like for handstand artists, they'd be like going, oh, I need my press or people were doing thing. Whereas other people are like, this is the end boss. And for some of them, mm. And one way to train it is to just start bending the arm on the crow and start pushing. So you're progressively like the head is going down forward slightly. Mm. And that's getting you into this like half handstand push up. You're like the goal is to get like if you imagine in a crow stand, our hip angle, our spine angle is about 45 degrees. And we want to get that almost vertical. Mm. So using that as your kind of measure of progress, you might want to take video and look inside it's like, am I getting my spine closer to this vertical handstand alignment? Then you'll find there's a there's a moment when you begin to feel that the the knees will become lighter on the elbows. So you're kind of doing like a bent tuck, bent arm tuck handstand. Mm. So that's quite nice just to get used to that. But then the other thing which you can do what it's Nice to play around. I think it's one of those things like for tumbling, people who tumble, it's good to get used to these, is kicking the legs up and then following through with the arms. Mm. So it's like it's like the handstand push-up equivalent of a push press. Mm. So you're using the legs to generate some of the tempo, the dynamic movement, and then following through with the arms. Yeah. That one's quite like, it's an interesting one because it's, uh, if you can get into the start position and get the timing right, it's incredibly easy like it's a little bit like doing it from headstand almost yeah it's, it's the same motion headstand it's just the head's not touching the floor mm. 
And the other one is, uh, yeah, just on that one is like going from crow to headstand and back again will build some of the strength as well. Yeah. That's yeah, I think I think like in general being able to just build the comfort around it, uh, and because the crow stand is a very low, like it doesn't require a lot of strength nor balance. While the point where your your knees come off your elbows, it suddenly just drastically increases. Like because the handstand is doesn't require so much strength. Uh, a little bit bent handstand doesn't either. But like when you go from the crow stand and you take the the knees off, you go immediately into the, the absolute hardest part of the entire movement. Yeah. So there there is kind of like a there's a big gap there for most people. So I think that it is it is good to just like if you if you learn to do a negative solid handstand push up with reasonable technique, um, so that you have very good control in the bottom there. You get an isometric hold in the bottom. You might be assisting yourself by working with with leg kick as well um to kind of understand the the ascending movement uh, i think those are kind of like staple things that you'll be well off doing if you want to learn this motion rather than just going into crow stand try and trying to lift to handstand it will likely fail because you won't actually be getting much training effect out of just trying to do the movement yeah uh what do you think time for one short question and then we'll wrap it up on that. Let me see what question is there. Um, okay, here we go. Just for those people who've uh, tuned in and listened all the way to the end, how can I benefit from any discounts for one of the programs you are selling? Well, for the mini sewed listeners and people who get to the end, we have a special discount, 15%, and the code is minisode 15 all the way. And you can claim that on handstandfactory.com, on all our programs, uh, thank you for listening to us ramble, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and hopefully, so, yeah, hopefully listen to the main podcast. Once again, if you have questions for our minisodes or questions for us, either find us on handstandfactory.com on the contact form with podcast questions as a title. Uh, send your questions through, even just asking us on social media as well. You can find me at Emmett Lewis on Instagram or basically everywhere else. You can find Mikhail at Mikhail Balancing. And you can find us on the main account at handstandfactory at handstandfactory. Uh, Other than that, thanks for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers.